0: That's the one thing all great teams have in common: great coaching. Try to kind of suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I've been in that talk with the chief, brother. You stop it.
1: No, I agree. I would not be an asset physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 quack! No, It's the Quack Attack podcast. Hey everybody, are we ducks or what? I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. Kevin is not here, but welcome to the Quiet Dive Podcast, definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back after a week off and some trivia matchups. We we have a traditional episode for you, so Kevin is moving today. He's moving to a house, ending his tumultuous HOA run, uh, or run as HOA president for his condo association. He has just moved out of the neighborhood. I'm sure we'll get all the details on that as we come through.
0: One one thing to add is um, we think Kevin might be uh, leasing out his condo. And so hi- him being a landlord will probably have lots of good <laughs> hijinks. Um, so we'll have plenty of stories um, for the coming years um, for that. Um, but we'll, we're looking
1: forward to um, wrecking Kevin's new house. <laughs> yes, yes, that will come. But uh, yeah, more details to that. If we can ever get Kevin back on the show. We'll uh, have more details to that. As I mentioned, trivia has been paused here for a couple of weeks. We are done with the quack side of the bracket. Some great contests. So I've been very impressed by the performances thus far. As I said, a lot more right answers than lo- wrong answers here. We'll move to the attack sides of the bracket, probably in this next episode after this one. But stay tuned for that. If you're, you're on that side of the bracket, you should be in. You should be receiving an email from me soon, but we had some news. We had some news, and we need to uh, discuss it. So, Deadline.com comes out with an article. I'll link it in the show notes, and I'm going to go a little out of order here because I thought the way they presented it was odd. Uh, But they have casting for all these uh, new characters that we talked about before, but we'll also recap them because it's been a while. It's been a while. But the most interesting thing for me, was their little uh, summary of what season two is. And this is from the article directly. Again, this is the deadline article. It says, quote, in season two, after winning back the Mighty Ducks team name last year, the squad with heart and their coach, Alex Morrow, Graham, Lauren Graham, takes the road, take to the road to attend an intense summer hockey institute in California run by charming yet hardcore former NHL player, Colin Cole, which is Josh Duhamel. It is a place for kids to get excellent at hockey without school to get in the way as our Ducks try to survive in this super competitive environment. They're faced with the question, can you win summer? Just your, I guess, initial thoughts here on the plot and the the summary description here, Tommy.
0: Um, the initial thought is seeing that, you know, we kind of knew um, or expected we we're able to read between the lines what Josh Jamal was going to be again. Um, hardcore like um summer camp instructor and now can you win summer um i think immediately conjures like that could be the camps you know motto and it's like can you win summer a sense like oh win their championship or whatever but i'm sure the kids are going to learn lessons along the way where winning summer is not just about being the best in hockey it's about growing as a person or something like that um and so um That'll be really interesting. And I'm I'm curious to see, you know, what um you, you know what these characters are doing, you know, spread out through 10 episodes at, at summer camp basically. Um, and if there's any kind of um, you know, before time where they're going to the camp, or whatever, school's out, and then at the end where they like come back for for something. Um, but it's impossible not to kind of think about like summer camp hijinks. Um, especially in um, in D2 when all the ducks are at, you know, the Goodwill games and they're living in dorms and that kind of, or not dorms, uh, the, uh, their cabins. And of course in D3 when they're living in dorms. So I'm expecting there to be some good throwbacks, D2 and D3, maybe you get a shaving cream prank or something like that.
1: Yeah. I think the hijinks are going to be high. I do like, you know, can you win summer having a, a separate meaning I didn't necessarily think of that. My first impression was, Okay, there's going to be some sort of tournament with the Ducks that, you know, they're going to be playing against other teams at this camp. And it kind of like gave me a little bit of Junior Goodwill Games vibes without the, you know, patriotism and the Team USA versus. It's just going to be Ducks versus all these other teams in a tournament. Um, The interesting thing. So we talked before about how how is Alex going to fit into this and is she going to come along? It seems pretty clear that Alex is going to be at the camp with these kids and I guess taking on the role of their, you know, head coach and having no assistance. So we'll see what happens there. Um, So they mentioned they cast one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Uh, into these character descriptions. We talked about the character descriptions before, but I'm going to go through them and um, we'll see how much we have to discuss. But the main one, Naveen Paddock, will play Jace. And again, I've, I've not heard of any of these actors, but I think Tommy has heard of one. But Naveen Paddock will play Jace disaffected rebellious acute stud with a bad boy attitude despite a surprising connection to the hardcore hockey institute run by coach cole jace has no interest in being there or spending his summer on the ice but some of our team have other plans for him so a couple things here i think in the character descriptions it was revealed that this is coach cole's son so i'm interested to see how that relationship plays out because they're being a little coy about it. And also, you know, some of our some of our team have other plans for him. Seems like he they're gonna try to, you know, pull a Sophie and recruit him to the ducks, but initial impressions I on Jace here if there are any for you, Tommy.
0: So yeah, my, my initial thought on Jace is, you know, this is gonna be um Dumel's um son. And do we know Dumel's um first name or do we just know Coach Cole? uh the article says colin cole colin cole okay uh love that alliteration um (laughs) and and so yeah it seems like you know he is the um you know disaffected doesn't want to play hockey you know he's just there because he's supposed to spend the summer with his dad or whatever so yeah i think he's definitely getting recruited by the ducks so yeah so you're seeing this as like a giant like hockey camp where there's 10 teams or whatever all competing to win summer
1: yeah. I I'm assuming, yeah, these, they form some sort of, you know, team versus team move and yeah, I don't know how Jace is just going to be off by himself, but it's certainly seen maybe he's on a different team and they pull him over or something like that. But I, yeah. I, I think maybe he's
0: like, he's pulled in into their team. I also think there is going to be at least one other person pulled into the team. We'll, we'll talk about them. Um, and, in, in probably just a second. Um, because obviously you got to add new players, the ducks, you can't just, uh, that's like a staple of, uh, of some of these sports movies that have sequels. You know, you gotta have new players to keep things interesting.
1: Yeah. I think in the original character descriptions, he was described as being a recurring character too. So I think he's going beyond, um, this season. So he is the main guy. There's uh one, two, uh, three other, uh, sort of main kid characters. There's Margot Anderson. Song will recur as Gertie, who's from Alaska, sort of a homeschool oddball. There's Connor DeWolf, who plays AJ Lawrence, who's like the the godlike teen, is what they call him, uh, very self-centered. And then there's Noah Baird, who's his brother. Noah Baird will play Fry, Fries, the little brother of AJ Lawrence, because um, he's the side dish, so they call him Fries apparently, but. There's descriptions there. You can read them. Anything stick out to you among those three characters there?
0: Yeah. So Anderson's song, uh, I guess, is being characterized as, you know, basically not having a team. She was homeschooled back in Alaska. So I think she's definitely going to be put on the Ducks. It's mm. like she came to this hockey camp because she wanted to, like, the world to see her play a la Julie Gaffney, or whatever. She will be in the Ducks. Um, so that's my prediction there. Um, AJ is an interesting name. I wonder if his first name is Adonis cuz he's being described as godlike. <laughs> um the the whole fries thing. There's going to be plenty of jokes about that. Um it'll be uh, it'll be interesting though. Um I don't know if Fry's is going to be um on his little brother's or on his big brother's team and then he also joins the the Ducks to get out of his brother's shadow, you know, I don't know. it would be cool if they had some kind of like you know drafts or whatever they're doing like skills competitions or like some three-on-three stuff where you intermingle the teams and maybe that's how we we meet some of these characters um but i'm expecting that um at least um anderson song is going to be on the um the ducks team
1: yes so she'll play i guess gertie it's the character's name but um that would be interesting if they mixed it up it would be a nice little dynamic to see you know evan and Go against like Coop or uh, or Sam or whatever. Uh, I do like that a lot. So part of the description of AJ is he intimidates the heck out of his socially awkward goalie roommate. That seems to be Coop. So
0: yeah, and so actually that's that's uh, interesting there. If they are like, hey, you're rooming with players from other teams to help like build camaraderie or whatever, um, and maybe there's going to be some kind of like uh, again uh evan and um, uh, um totally spacing names yeah uh, no. um basically i'm um, splitting up um maxwell simpkins and, and brady noon mm, and yeah. like h- having further kind of like oh i thought we were best friends kind of stuff and like maybe this like superstar aj guy like trying to get brady noon to only hang out with him because like they're two of the best players or something evan yeah sorry yeah
1: yeah, I am interested to see how Fries and Nick, the two sort of sidekicks, are they going to be together? And they are they going to bond over their sidekickery? Uh, yeah, I'm interested. It certainly seems like Fries and AJ will start on the same team, and maybe split off as Fries, you know, comes out of his shell a little bit there. Um, yeah, interesting. So I think this this kind of plays part of it. So I'm going to skip around. So Part of the article says, you know, in addition to Graham and Dumel, the series also stars Brady Newton, Maxwell Swimkins, Soy Batia, Luke Islam, Tegan Burns, and Dejan Watts. They do not mention Kiefer O'Reilly, who played Logan, and they do not mention Bella Higginbotham, who played Lauren. So I'm very curious if they are going to be recurring characters. So... I've been checking the social medias. It doesn't seem like any indication one way or another. There was a video that Maxwell Simpkins posted of him sort of, well, it's actually Josh Dumel who posted it, of Maxwell Simpkins freestyling. And it certainly looked like it was Kiefer O'Reilly in the room with everybody, but I, I can't be sure that it was him because he was sort of off to the side. Uh, Kiefer is from Vancouver, so I don't know if that complicates things. Bella Higginbotham from Nashville I don't think that would be an issue to get to Los Angeles where they are filming uh but it certainly seems like Gertie is kind of a replacement or could be a replacement for Lauren so interested to see how that plays out but if we were to lose those two does that affect your um excitement at all of the second season um yes and no
0: like Yes, in the way it's like, oh, these were characters introduced in season one. You want to kind of follow them throughout the series of the show. Um, but at the same time, you could also be like, well, maybe not all these characters are going to camp. And maybe you have some scenes like back in Minnesota, some scenes back in California, and then maybe the kids make it to camp at the end, a la mm. Dean Portman D3. Um, but also, you know, we kind of talked about in, in season one where, you know, sometimes it feels like some of the kids, like they had a storyline just kind of rushed in there. Um, you know dejon Watts character was just like he had a couple of parts was like his he's just kind of there and then he had like a, a 10 minute arc in one episode where he was pissed and then he was happy and so when you have two like an ensemble cast like that not everyone's going to have like spotlight and, and so by adding more characters it can be difficult and you got to distribute like the, the snappy one-liners and things like that so um you know I'm you know I, I trust the showrunners, I trust Brill um and um we'll we'll kind of see what happens,
1: yeah, that's a good point though they they could have smaller appearances and still be you know in the season without being the quote stars of the ensemble cast there so i'm I'm hopeful we at least see them for a little bit uh, before we move on, but it it is an a strange omission to only leave those two names out when you list it off. All the other kids, so we'll see how that plays out, but let's move on to the adults here. So there's three adults that deadline has said been cast. Stephanie Weir plays Marnie, who's uh, coach Cole, Josh Dumel's administrative assistant. She's kind of scared. She used to run the Nature Center and then there's Tim Sharp, who is the coach of quote unquote headspace, which is like the mental aspect of the sport and he's so he's sort of like a life coach mind coach whatever you want to call it and then tiffany denise hobbs is the incredibly jack strength and conditioning coach jackie so out of those three anybody stick out to you there yeah and so
0: like mike alluded to earlier stephanie weir is someone who i recognized and i was like where do where i know this person and so she was on mad tv and what i remember from her is she did like like a very good like Sharon Osbourne impression I think is what it was if I'm remembering correctly it's been like 20 years Um, but uh, you know looking at her her IMDB you know she's uh, done a lot of like improv that kind of thing and so you think she's going to be a good comedic actor uh, in this series and she has um, I remember and maybe it's just thinking about her Sharon Osbourne impression like good range of voices and so like she could maybe play that like meek assistant pretty well or maybe have a couple of moments where she just like gets, she like rises to the occasion, like yells at someone or something like that. Um, So she's who I recognize. And um, uh, again, I think is a, a strong comedic, you know, actor. So that, that should be good. The other, the other two I'm not familiar with.
1: Yeah. I'm not familiar with any of them, but I do like the setups here. I think, you know, the, the mental coach, obviously is some weird ball, comedy i don't know if that's a term but i just screwball, made it up screwball yeah there you go i was trying to think of what it was and then yeah the strength and conditioning coach just sort of like the intense and then you know sensitive side i think it, there could be some comedy with some you know heart there a la there but um yeah after knowing this any anything else stick out to you or any any other further thoughts on the news here that happened like a week ago but i was out of town so we didn't discuss it until now um very good mike um it's um
0: it's interesting some of these like asides where they're described it's you know like um the headspace is like sharp eyed intensity and jackie the the strength and conditioning coach is saying like a surprisingly sensitive side and so you're it's almost like they're alluding to like certain scenes that you can expect where you know the where jackie's got to like take aside one of the kids and just like hey you know you can do it you know it's not all about you know like how many jumping jacks you can do it's doing it at the right time or something like that um so you can kind of see like how it's all going to be coming together um and and so it seems like they've got a a well-rounded cast obviously this isn't fully um fully fleshed out but kind of circling back i don't know if you want to talk about this now but like yeah, Lauren Graham, is she the, she's the head coach, I guess, now. And I guess we can kind of assume that there's 10 teams or something at this camp, and they each have a coach or something, or maybe it's like, and then each team gets like three hour-long sessions a week with like Coach Cole, and they get like hour-long sessions each week with, you know, these assistants or something like that, or these, um the personnel on at the camp. Um, so, I mean, seems like an interesting camp model i'm trying to think back to like (laughs) i I never went to any kind of like high level sports camp the camps that i went to in the summer were just like dropping me off so i didn't bother my uh, parents or because i had to work (laughs) or whatever it was just like one person trying to wrangle a bunch of kids um so i think um they've got a good good number of adults in this um, but I think unfortunately this also looks like maybe, um, some of our favorite adults from season one, like uh coach T and Stephanie might not be part of this, but who knows? We can be pleasantly surprised. I'd love to see coach T as like all having like a cameo where he's coaching another team or he like tried to sneak in or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point because it certainly seems like the adults are out. I'm very, um, I like, I don't know if is the right word or concerned, but I don't, I don't think the checkmates are making it to this season. I think the checkmates are out. So we yeah, had I fun. think they went back uh, to their homeland or something like
0: that. Um, but who knows? Maybe them Logan and, and uh, Laura they they couldn't go to camp or something like that, and so they're doing their own thing back in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's an easy explanation away. Oh, the checkmates. You know, they were done. They went home. So. They went
0: home to you know Czechoslovakia for for the summer right um I I do think they need to do something where it's like you know Logan was accidentally sent to like tap dancing camp or something (laughs) like that and you have scenes of him tap dancing and then at the end he uses his newfound tap dancing uh to help them win the championship
1: yeah that would be very uh I would like that I would like that would be like to be sort of disappointed that he's not in it and then he comes back at the end uh would be nice, but yeah, it certainly seems like Alex is gonna be there, and yeah, I don't know the model. I don't know how this is all gonna work. I'm very interested. It certainly seems they're like they're gonna be living there, so it looks like from what I would guess, we talked about a j and Coob staying together. Gertie, if Lauren is indeed gone, Gertie and then taken matching up to sort of replace that friendship makes sense. Jason Evan and then Fries and Nick, the two like main guys and then the two sidekicks. All all make sense and could have some, you know, bonding moments there, but it would be interesting to sort of switch it up here, but that leaves, you know, Sophie and um Sam. Couldn't think of the actual character name, sort of maybe by themselves or maybe there's other kids that aren't You could you have know, like, like
0: three people sharing a bunk or four or something like that um and also you know i think it would make actually the most sense if like sophie did not go to the camp and she's the side story of her parents sending her to a different camp to be Mm. more well rounded um and like again different ways to win the summer um i don't know I, i think that there's a lot of possibilities and i think like that summer camp camp setting um is really strong it's funny though that we are talking about like the format and obviously for the long time listeners go back to our early episodes of this podcast we talk a lot about like the format of things and like what was the actual format of goodwill games and what was the qualifying process and so i think um unless there's some lines kind of giving that to us we're going to be all over um the show runners <laughs> and Brill. and so uh i hope they're listening and they're they're covering their asses with um good backstory um on how this camp is is run and how they're paying everyone um, so I mentioned some lines in there about getting some grants and some um, applicable dates for, for when this <laughs> camp is running.
1: Yeah, I, they did a good job in season one where Stephanie to explain the leagues and then, you know, the playoffs were not just that league. They were other teams from around the state. I appreciated that. But to that point, I am interested to see. A, this format, and B, how they get there. Because it is kind of a departure. And it's like, okay, these kids were, you know, supposed to have fun. They came together. They won the league. And now they're going to this, like, super intense hockey camp. Like, is it still supposed to be fun? And, like, how do they transition from, you know, league champions to we're going across the country to play in this elite level camp? So, I mean, obviously it's been done D1 to D2. They just became basically Team USA. So are they going to do it a little bit smoother this time around? Very interested to see how it all plays out. We obviously have a few months here. I don't know exactly when it's supposed to end, but probably sometimes around the summer is the end of filming and then showtime for probably a couple months after that. So I would be guessing August, September sometime. I've tried to, you know, work my connections to get on set there. COVID apparently is still a problem, but that was maybe a month or two ago. So I might try again and see what happens as we go through here, but let's move on. We haven't done a quiet question in a while. Let's move on to a quiet question. We had, we got a lot of good ones in the discord. Uh, but I like this one that came in recently from B 19 who had a devastating loss in the tribute challenge, but, uh, bring 19, uh, he says, in D3, D3, they refer to Eden Hall bringing in the Ducks as a publicity stunt. Why would Eden Hall, a highly regarded school with 10 straight championships, be in need of a publicity stunt? And then, uh, Air Lemaire did respond and say, well, have you heard of the Eden Hall Ducks before? Or had you heard of Eden Hall before the Ducks went there? Which I thought was a great point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, this was a way to get on... Um you know the national stage you know it's it's why these high school teams are playing on espn so they can recruit nationally you know it's um you know modern day is uh is now household name among high school football you know um uh camps you know not just you know california or whatever S- same thing you know uh some of these texas high schools like like duncanville or whatever um but that is a great point like we had never heard of eden hall before the ducks went there um Uh, you'd also argue it's like this is the best team like the best junior or or preps team you know or or, you know class of of freshmen you could possibly get um and they're in your you know backyard it's also great pr i think Mm -hmm. um and eden hall maybe also wants to recruit a little bit more into like you know minneapolis st paul like maybe into like the more like inner city environment and you know offering scholarships and I, i think this does nothing but like improve their endowment so i think there's a lot of different reasons why you would do this not just because of we want to win yeah and it's it's not about just winning games it's about winning the school year and winning your uh all the donations
1: yeah i like that a lot i think you touched on everything there they had one Nine straight championships or ten straight state championships—I don't remember at this point. It's so many numbers going through my head, but I felt like they could—they could take a little bit of a chance here with all that reputation. Bring in these kids, get you know the press headlines, and you know if it works out, like you mentioned, they could be the prep school. So like Shattuck Saint Mary's in Minnesota is like a very famous school. A lot of NHLers went there. I think that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get that national profile to where kids who said, oh, I'm on the path to the NHL, wanted to go there and flock there instead of um, just being sort of a local power. They were trying to be a national power and get the kids from the different states as hockey was expanding at that time to you know, Arizona and the Sun Belt and, and all those places, Dallas and Florida. That's right around when the expansion happened. So trying to get those kids up to Minnesota, get that money, makes a lot of sense.
0: It's also somewhat low risk in the sense you're just spending money on, what, nine scholarships? Um, And you got to figure, like, are there nine other kids who didn't get to go to the school because of it? Maybe we know that there's kids who didn't make the team because of it, um, which is a little bit weird. Um, But this was not the varsity team. You weren't throwing them right into the fire of winning a state title. You know the only kid on varsity was was banks um and so if it didn't really work out then you just replenish each year essentially um and remember since you you got to think that there's like sophomores and juniors in the varsity team as well it's not just seniors even though they all look like in their mid-20s uh, <laughs> at least um so i think there's just a savvy play um obviously could have been handled a lot better uh, by by some of the, those folks thinking just about winds on the ice. Um, so, you know, we, we could talk a lot more about this. And uh, I guess who was the, um, I guess the, uh, it wasn't the Dean, I don't think, basically the guy like Riley's dad, he was one mm-hmm. who was like the big naysayer. Um, clearly he was only in it for nepotism. He was not thinking about big picture, about Eden Hall. Um, so I think he should have lost his, uh, his seat on the board or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering what the vote was initially to like bringing these kids in. I guess they're fresh off a junior Goodwill games championship. They think, oh, they're going to dominate. Uh, but it didn't seem like they were ready to dump them, you know, if things went poorly. So as you mentioned, sort of a low risk, cause the Dean said, Oh, Ted Orion, you can just pick your own team next year. We'll get rid of all these kids. So yeah definitely it's like you know if these
0: 14 year olds aren't doing well we'll just send them back to public school <laughs> send them back to the streets you know like who like we don't fucking care yeah
1: yeah great point so i guess in the long run it worked out they got the national profile they got a whole documentary made about them uh obviously some stuff you may not want to see there probably hurt some of the eden halls reputation in that documentary but overall comes out in the end they actually beat the varsity team and you know you get these kids for three more years as you know this national power so and you're a bit ahead of your time changing that um you know offensive
0: name of warriors to ducks
1: right right yeah so i it all worked out in the end for eden hall a lot of publicity we're assuming they kept the championship streak going but i would love to get an eden hall reference in this next season of game changers
0: um maybe coach cole went there um and it's interesting with the eden hall ducks and the you know the ducks peewee team or whatever you know who's seen as the real ducks there um there's gonna be a, mm. a good like um ringer article about that in the, the ducks universe about you know who is the real duck or something like that you know if you talk about like if you say go wildcats who, who are you talking about you're talking about arizona you're talking about kentucky you know, that kind of thing. You say go ducks. Who are you talking about? So,
1: yeah, I like it a lot. I, they definitely need some sort of Eden hall thing. I think we asked Brell the first time. He said, no, there's nothing in season one, but it could happen in later season. So there you go for us, the quick deck.com at quick deck pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quack deck pod, go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us, you know, what you think about this news and the plot summary and all these characters and, you recognize any of them. Uh, thanks to our producers. We love you guys. We appreciate it. You keep the lights on for us. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey, ain't no turning back. That's only me, the manager. The, the quack attack. The The attack
0: is back, Jack. Oh, yeah.